Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Don't be suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. suspicious. Don't, don't get corona. Don't get corona. Ooh, a white refresher right off, girl. <laughs> Let's we, go get you a home. We in the ghetto. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Brian. I'm Shane. And you're listening to Fruit Snacks. Back, 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 back again. I'm back. Also, I don't know if you caught, but when you said fruit snacks, I saw you were going to go higher, so I went lower, so we harmonized. Uh, I don't know if we could say we harmonized. Yep, we harmonized. Call us Fifth Harmony. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay. Um, Shane's back, you guys. He's back in this fucking house. So the studio. The house is clean again. Um, his negative energy is just walling around, floating around this house again. So life is good. I'm like the opposite of a smudge stick or of a sage stick. <laughs> just dark cloud. I I like do. I just this. fart and I like walk around the whole house. <laughs> just getting negative energy. Everything is heavy. It's all dark. I open the door. I'm like, oh, it's still daytime. <laughs> you come in. You get you get pink eye. <laughs> um so how is it being back wait (laughs) oh see she's choking on her fucking negative energy (laughs) i was just thinking about farting which made me think of buttholes Uh uh-huh do you think that everybody's butthole is a little differently placed what do you mean i came to the realization that not everybody's butthole might sit in the same place in their butt crack like some may be right in the middle, some may be like a little higher, a little lower. I don't understand. Do you, you like don't... I feel like that's common sense. Like everyone's butt is different. No, I know everybody's butt is different, but like everyone's like penis and vagina sit in the same places. No. So like what? Yeah. What do you mean no? Do you need me to spell it out? And oh no. Some dicks are higher, closer. Like, if you have a longer torso, your dick is further away from your well, uh, I guess, belly button. I guess I assume that was more of, like, your torso, not where your dick was. I mean, no, I, I feel like that, like, when you say common, it's like, yeah, it sits in the general region, but I don't right. think it's, like, the same. But also, like, when you look at someone's butt, because their butt cheeks are there, their hole might look like it's in a different spot than as someone who has, like, no butt cheeks. Yeah, I guess. But it was what, just like news to me. I don't know what to say. Someone who is a connoisseur of eating ass like yourself, you would think yeah. that you would pick up on these different hors d'oeuvres. Well, I guess I've just been eating from the same platter or platters that all look alike. I get Well, yeah. Mexican. Suddenly I went to a new restaurant. <laughs> you went to Hispanic platter. You've been on that <laughs> Hispanic grind. <laughs> but even there's like Oaxacan booty holes. <laughs> there's Guadalajaran booty holes. There's Baja California <laughs> booty holes. Like, girl. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's okay. like a queso platter. So you were saying you're back home. How does that feel? Yeah, good. Um, I was like getting kind of nervous being in Florida that California was going to be like, you can't come back. Yeah. Or if you do, you have to quarantine. And I didn't want to be a part of that. So I hopped on a plane at LAX. Hopped on a plane at LAX with my dream and a card again. Well, I thought oh my God, we're like pitch perfect right now. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to like plug in something else that could have been more comedic, but... No. Whatever. 
Which, side note, with Miley Cyrus, I love her song, Slide Away. Mm. I don't know why, because I'm not a big fan of Siley Cyrus. <laughs> um, not a big fan of Miley Cyrus, not in the sense that like I don't like her. I actually really do like her, but like her music is like whatever. But that song Slide Away, I'm like, okay, come through summer anthem. Summer anthem. Yeah. It's like when you're not listening to it like during the day, but you're listening to it as the sun's going down and like you're on the beach. You know, mm. when I think of a it's song It's like the new Sunset Lover. I don't know what that is, but Yes you do by Petite Biscuit. I don't know what that is. Go ahead, keep talking about okay. it. Um, but it's like a vibe, you know? Like every time I think of a song, I'm like, this is what I'd be doing if I was listening to the song, which is also how I play or make playlists. It's just like a vibe. Right. This is the song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like everybody has posted this on their Insta story during when, sunset. Like, sunset. Yeah, where it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was a good range. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's good to be back. It's like fucking 20 degrees cooler here because there's no humidity. Well, when you're in Florida, it's the butthole of Satan. Literally. So yeah. I can see why it's cooler. Yeah. Um, being back here in California, I've like we reopened the gym. Obviously, as you guys know, if you follow us on IGTV, um, we like put the orange county location of the gym in progress to open and then we finally opened it which has been a great hit um we've gotten a lot of business coming through yeah um so the the hard work did pay off but i went back to our la location to go coach all the kids that i used to coach and it's so nice to see all them familiar Mm. faces again a lot of them did graduate high school this year Uh, so they were all like nervous about starting college and stuff and it's nice to like they're still cheering there yeah Wow, you guys are as shady as my friends at Navarro. Why? Just like all different ages, different schools, everybody coming together and pretending to be the same group. Like, No one has to pretend, bitch. Yeah, everybody's pretending. It's not like they're all representing one school. I literally don't understand cheerleading at all. Well, like Navarro is cheating. (laughs) Like you have to go to Navarro to be able to be on the team. But Mm. with competitive all-star cheerleading, it's just like club sports. Like you can be from any school. I don't think... I know, but... If you're in college, wouldn't you have to join like a college team? No, because they're so still weird. 18, so it's still senior age. I guess. That's you can be up to 19 to be senior age. Wow, cheaters! <laughs> <laughs> Which cheating? What is cheating? Is putting like a 12 year old on a senior team because mm. those little girls haven't hit puberty, so you can throw those little bitches real high. Yes. I mean, they're not bitches because they're kids, but you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, going back to coming to LA from Orlando, I will say air travel is. I don't want to say on the up because most of the airports were still pretty empty, but, and it's, it's almost like one gate at a time is full. Like one, one airline or one uh, aircraft will leave and then Mm -hmm. another gate will start to fill up with people. Um, But we're maxing our capacity at 60% Mm -hmm. and we've been hitting 60% on like damn near every flight, which brings me to my point. I believe that it is on the customer's or the passenger's shoulders as to whether or not they want to travel and not to expect the airlines to keep them safe. I agree. I'm seeing all these negative posts about American and United coming out and saying that they're going to start filling their airlines to capacity starting July 1st. And everybody's like, this is disgusting. I can't believe they're doing this. And it's like, I dare to say 75 to 80 percent if not more of the people currently flying are not flying out of necessity they're flying out of 
um, leisure travel. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but like at the end of the day, whether you have that middle seat open or not, you are still at sitting, risk. Yes, yeah, because you are still it's recycled placing, air. It it literally makes me angry to see these people like complain about it because I'm like, you are choosing to travel right. in an airplane. Everybody knows you're you're breathing in recycled air and you're sitting no more than 12 inches from another human being, whether forward and back or side to side. And just being devil's advocate, I mean, the people who are complaining, I don't know what their behind the scenes story is. Maybe they are trying to get somewhere that's important that they have to yeah. travel and they're complaining that they feel in danger traveling. But like you said... Majority of these motherfuckers who are complaining are choosing to travel yeah. and they're mad that they can't travel in a way they want to. Uh-huh. And they're like throwing a big hubba baloo when it's like, then don't fucking travel. Right. Like, no one's forcing you to go to fucking Cancun or right. wherever you're going. And as our friend Jakara pointed out, no airline can run at 60% capacity no. for years to come. Like no nobody can afford to fly planes on that. And the so. only reason I feel like people our planes are like getting busier again is because like for us, for instance, we had LAX to New York. Uh, six times a day right and we're still not sending them those flights six times a day maybe a morning flight and a night flight but that's why it's full is because instead of yes. being six flights full it's just two that can fill up at 60 percent. so yeah no shit it's gonna be more full yeah and people are like I, I think there's like a necessity flying where it's like i have to go uh leisurely flying which is on the opposite scale but then also one that's like well i should be on this side of the coast but i just like Uh, let things die down but now i i feel safe enough to go but again like just like going into a store or anything like you're taking you're you're taking that risk i feel like people are like i want my freedom i want my freedom but then Mm -hmm. you when you get sick you want to blame someone else but it's like bitch you you were you got your freedom right like you are free to do whatever you want also i will say there are a number of airlines that are still flying at a lower capacity so like just don't fly american and united mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they're coming out and saying we're jumping to full capacity if you don't like that product buy another product yeah. i don't know i just don't like this like outrage and cancel culture over airlines trying to sustain themselves right and like when you're up on in the plane that doesn't mean you're absolutely going to get it even if it's at full capacity right. half capacity the likelihood is still the same mm-hmm. i mean granted more people, obviously, there's more chances of getting right. in contact right. with COVID. But as far as, like, if someone has COVID on, like, you and just one other person on the plane and one person has COVID or a whole plane full, like, that probability, you're, you're just probably as likely. And on top of that, like, just have good health practices. Like, when you're on the plane, keep your mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, it's not a foolproof way, but it is a way to help slow yeah. it down. Don't touch things. I think things. they say up to 75%. Yeah. Is what it decreases your chances. Like, by. if you're going to touch things on the plane, wash your hands. Don't rub your eyes. Don't put your hands in yeah, your mouth. Yeah. And let us be the testament to saying that airline hand soap will kill anything. It literally kills anything. It will strip anything. your skin from your body. When when I work a flight and like I wash my hands four times, I start seeing my bones. Yeah. <laughs> my flesh is just rubbing <laughs> off into the water, into that recycled water. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, lovely. Yeah. What's up with me is I just started school again. You know me when I get bored, I just like love to <laughs> Stop throw. Stop telling people that. What starting school? Yeah, I do. I'm learning. I'm learning things. That's not school. That is school. <laughs> what is it then? Well, that's like saying that life is school. It can be to some no. people because clearly you didn't learn things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you oh. didn't think I was gonna say <laughs> that. <laughs> you said okay. I'm like, oh, I got him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is school, bitch. Mm. It's, it's a not, program. It's a program, but it's not school in the traditional. It is an educational program. 
It's not school in the traditional sense that I walk away with a degree or a diploma. Right. But exactly. I walk away with a certification. So it's a class. Oh, honey, a certification? Okay, would, you, would you rather I guess me say, so. I signed up for class? Because no. I did. No. That's okay. not right. I signed up for a certification. There you go. Stupid ass bitch. <laughs> so as um, our previous, one of our previous episodes have said, like, I'm venturing into life coaching. I don't really like calling it a life coaching situation because my life is a mess. So like, how can I coach someone else? And I'm aware of that. But I will say that uh, this past week, I we went on a coach's retreat and opened this new gym. I guess I got appointed as HR director, so I had to hire a ton of the coaches. And then I was, like, appointed as, like, um, project manager, all this bullshit. Anyways, um, on this coach's retreat, they're like, hey, Brian, can you please help us um, put, down, put together a coach's training for our coaches just to make sure everyone's on the same page? So I was like, okay. So then I started, like suggesting all these things all these things like okay well we should do like a completion packet for each uh coach to make sure that there's like everyone's following along on the same kind of criteria so we make sure everyone gets the same information blah blah, blah. and like oh that's a good idea and i'm like isn't this common sense like whatever <laughs> beside the point but they're like can you go over like the role that i know i take is i'm pretty good with interpersonal communication and mm-hmm. like uh like uh just communication styles obviously we both are considering that's our degree but like it just feels like common sense to me but i feel like yeah. It's common sense because I know it so well that I don't have to think about it. Right. Um, but other people, it's kind of like more of like a harsh reality that they're lacking these things. And so they're like, can you put together like coaching strategies on how to like speak to the kids and get them motivated? Motivational strategies on how to stay motivated as well as get people motivated. And then conflict resolution strategies. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I put a PowerPoint presentation together. I put a handout to follow along on as well as some reflection questions to like kind of keep together yeah and then i had to like write notes for what i was going to present which literally this these three presentations took me like four hours if i was to work continuously but it really did take me like a week and a half to put together because i was like i'm so over this yeah. i put like 20 minutes in go to something else <laughs> whatever i'm giving you guys way too much information that i'm probably boring you but i only bring that up because that's exactly what i'd be doing for life coaching right i'm not like a therapist in the sense that i'm like sitting there being like so tell me what's your problem i mean in essence that is what i'm doing but it's more directed and being like you're coming to me saying i'm lacking x y and z skills how do i get there and i'm like oh here are the strategies to get to this point um and so yeah my dad's bringing me on with that and so this certification is just helping me learn this particular area called disc um assessment which is just like assessing people on their work style when it comes to group collaboration Mm -hmm. and just being aware of how you naturally are like influential dominant supportive or conscientious which is disc and i'm learning how to read the map of disc and like Mm. what to assess and activities for groups and blah 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 blah. i need to show you the test that i took for that book that i was reading Mm -hmm. um what color is your parachute Mm -hmm. uh they have an assessment that's i don't know if it's disc it might be but it's very similar It, it like basically defines your your like top styles of working your tendencies yeah yeah. um but it kind of out of like six options they give you your top three three yeah yeah um it's like it's just like kind of like the same thing we always talk about with like emotional awareness just how you are received how understanding like how you receive messages all of that stuff um but i find it really interesting and i think i'm in in a lane that actually i'm kind of meant to be in with my natural abilities because it kind of is easy for me to process new information when it comes to this you know like when you're in school and like you're in your ge's and you like hate college because ge's you're like learning shit you don't give a shit about and i feel like that's high school where they're like forcing you to do math english science and 
um, history. But then once you get into your higher education, like your level three, 300, 400 levels, you're like mm-hmm. actually enjoying college. But that's because you're like picking classes that interest you. Right. That's what it feels like in this realm. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is my avenue. Yeah. And I'm I, that kind of bleeds into my job, into my jobs, plural, where I'm like, oh, I'm not really enjoying what I'm doing. Uh-huh. So I don't know. But my dad was like, hey, do you want to come on board with me? Um, for this one thing, I'm going to talk about conflict resolution and something else. And I was like, yeah, I, I would love to watch, you know, whatever. And he's like, I'll bring you on as an instructor and then, um, you'll get $500. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and it's just like an hour class. And I'm like, Ooh, but he makes a ton of money doing that. Yeah. Like six figures. So damn. Yeah. I'm about to be a sugar daddy. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, everything that you're saying is how I felt when I first jumped on unemployment. I was like, I'm where I belong. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing shit and getting paid for it. <laughs> Complete side note before we jump into what we were talking about. Recording that episode last week for my psychic reading, uh-huh. it was like, I think I might have mentioned this to you, but just still like hearing feedback now after a week of it being out and people saying things, it's kind of cool to like hear that and go back to like what she was saying and how things have changed mm. over the years. You know, mm-hmm. like you hear it, but then you don't really reflect on it and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like really cool to just see how like what she was saying was like kind of like true in a weird way. Whether, again, skepticism, like it could be actually true or not, whatever, but. Well, I also think I was, when I was listening to that episode, I was thinking to myself that seeing somebody like that is almost, it almost becomes this internal manifestation of the things that you heard in terms of the things that you liked hearing. Yes. So even if, say, say anybody who's skeptical doesn't believe in the truth behind what she was saying, even if you internally just connected enough with it to start manifesting that for yourself and working towards that, whether consciously or subconsciously, I think it's worth it. Just like if she were to say like, oh my God, this year is the year of health. Like you're going to be extremely healthy. You're going to try to commit to a workout plan. You know, it's going to be tough, but this year you're going to commit to it. So then now I'm living that truth being like, every time I'm like, seeing a like fries or a salad i'm like oh i should get a salad i'm like oh my god i am living I'm committed to hell. i'm committed yeah. to hell yeah. this is crazy <laughs> there is like a little bit of that back and forth mm-hmm. in that line for sure but i'm like hey if health is the goal and you side with it then girl go for it you know okay whatever yeah live my life um so what did you want to get into this week uh i wanted to get into conversations that i feel like well less of conversations and more of decisions that have been being that have been made recently in terms of relationships in our lives Mm -hmm. um, that are a product of the current political conversation. Right. It's almost, I mean, that's, that's vague, but I'll get into it. Um, You know, like everyone, as you know, coming up with like the current climate, like black lives matter was a very big thing. Um, And we've even spoken about it, but then now that it's died down, it's like, what next? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like, okay, we've done what we needed to, as far as bring light to it, but then now what next? And, I think, Shane, you wanted to talk about this because just recently I had a conversation with two girls that were not my ethnicity, and I was expressing how the conversation just kind of was, like, interesting because they agree with the movement, yet they still have, like, underlying reasons as to why they They feel... They can defend 
themselves within the movement. Yes. Like there's like, I agree, I agree, I agree, but, and then Mm -hmm. it's like something X, Y, and Z where it's like, well, do you really agree? And that, 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 but is kind of what we're trying to highlight in this conversation. And I know you don't have Facebook anymore, but the unfriend, unfollow, delete, block statuses were huge over the past like month. What does that mean? So every day you would log on to Facebook and people would be like, Deleted 25 people today, blocked 17 people today. Like, I lost family members today. I gave up friendships today. And it's all, like, because of what they saw other people post. And I will say that I think this movement, um, well, not just the BLM movement, but I do believe that COVID, the the quarantine, has heightened all of these. I agree. All of these um, visibilities because nobody has anything to do but post online. Right. Um, and like fighting this cause gives people purpose again. Totally. Yeah. Um, or fighting against it. Exactly. Um, and so I think that it just brings a little more awareness that we maybe either didn't know or didn't care to know right. before um, in regards to people in our lives. Right. And so I thought that was interesting because I did start to unfriend people on Facebook because I did... I, I basically took like a personal assessment and I was like, what benefit is having this person in my life in any regard, whether it be Facebook friendship or real life friendship? What is that bringing? What positive aspect is that right. bringing? And if there was nothing, I deleted them because I don't, I don't need to see their bullshit online if they're not benefiting me and, or let the, me, the let me pause me. you there. Okay. I actually have a problem with that. Why? Because I get why you would feel that way. Like there, there's that internal anger that like, I don't agree with what you're saying. So you're like almost removing negative energy. And I understand that if it's especially if it is in the realm of like mental health, right? Like if if it's really not doing something internally good for you, but if it's just something that you find annoying, I feel like I, I feel like that's kind of wrong because then now you're doing exactly what like the, like, okay, I'm just saying we're on the left side, right? Like we, we, I'm not saying we are very extremely left liberals, but I would say we definitely, Excuse me. Align with that viewpoint you're more. So, again. <laughs> choking on your bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> your negative energy. Yeah, See, I can't even get it out because your negative energy is so thick. I need to stage the hell out of this house. I'm you're gonna delete you after this. <laughs> you delete all the episodes on this podcast. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I, I venture to say, like, on the far right, where they're like filtered through Fox News, it's kind of the same thing. Where you're surrounding yourself with people who think like you, be like you, agree with you, and then now you start not being full, well-rounded because you're not getting every viewpoint, whether you like it or not. So, devil's advocate. The reason that I kept these people. Yeah, I want to hear this ex- explanation because okay. the reason that I like kept right these now, people for instance, this long, instead of me getting mad at you, I'm like, let me hear you out yeah, so yeah. that we can talk about that, yeah. rather than just deleting you out and be like, no, nah, it's not right. It's, yes. So the people that I deleted off my Facebook were people that I had conversations with that still were not willing to see any opposing view other than their own Uh in a way where like one of the people in particular that I'll give an example on flat out called me a racist for defending the black community. Okay. Because she was uncomfortable living outside her privilege of being a white Catholic Okay, I get what you're woman. saying. Can I pause you there? No, no, no. So let I'll me finish, let, let me finish no, no, just with this I'll let you thought. finish. I'll let you finish. Where I'm going to finish is I believe that it took for this moment to happen for me to see following this person online the way that you see following somebody right off the bat. There are a lot of people that you don't follow who follow you where you're just like, I don't think that they're going to benefit my life by following them. And I'm just applying that later down the road than right out. 
I I feel there's a difference there. I don't follow people on social media just because I don't want to be like stuck on social media looking all, at all of that. So for me, that's more of a like a selfish thing. It's not like I don't like you. I don't like what you're putting out. So I don't want to follow you. Mm-hmm. It's just like I want to declutter a lot of the things that would keep me distracted mainly. And a lot of it is like if I don't find it interesting right off the bat, it's not something I want to invest in. Mm. So that's that's a little bit of difference. But then what happens, and I beg to say this, two things. One, what happens if you're the link for the, the mouth to be like this person that you speak of clearly was able to engage in a conversation, whether you agreed with it or not. You were the person to show light. And yeah, she might not have saw the light. But at least you were there to be that person that yeah. she probably wouldn't have getting, gotten from anyone else. One. And then two, think about how many people who probably have had this conversation and weren't allowed to. Do you think if everyone kept shutting off, do you think that would have helped over the long run of like civil rights? No. You know what I mean? Like think about how many no's. Wait, do wait, you wait. Think? Wait. Think about how many no's Martin Luther King had or whoever else that you want to see as a prominent figure. And I only use Martin Luther King because it's a very easy um, – uh, it's a very easy person that people can connect with, right? In his movement. If he got no's and he was just like, you know what? I don't need to do this because I don't need to make connections with these people. They don't get me, whatever. I'll just sound, surround myself with black people who understand. That wouldn't have gotten anywhere. So that's why I'm like, I beg for you. It's like, yes, it's exhausting. Yes, it's annoying. Yes, I w- it's easier to just tune out and zone out. But I think that's the problem is that people are too quick to be like, I don't want to have that conversation with you. And I think you're like you as a friend i understand you're doing way more than other people that Mm -hmm. i know that of this fight right like i i'm not saying this to bring this up to say that what you're doing is invalid no but i know i'm an example of a larger movement that's happening which is why i wanted to talk about this for sure yeah so like i think that goes in hand with like yes your threshold is probably bigger for you to keep posting about things like this and you find it a little more important but you logging off is the same thing as what Rebecca Smith does, that Catholic schoolgirl that you... I don't... That's not yeah, a name, yeah, but yeah. I'm just giving you a thing. Like, it could be a Karen, a Rebecca, a Jessica, <laughs> yeah. a Daniel, a Tyler, a whatever. You... Them checking off, they just did it at a quicker, more rapid pace than you just because you're further along on the journey and, like, compassionately and gratefully, you got to see the light on the other end before you logged off. And by you logging off for her, yes, you're still supporting Black Lives Matter, but then for her, that is her ending that she's not being helped. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I only say that because like, how do you expect to help someone step up? If you like, you have to step up first before you pull someone up. So yes, I agree. Uh huh. So here's where my mind goes after that moment is <clears throat> there is a point where you have to realize that you have to change the minds of the right people, not all of the people. A hundred percent. But I'm just saying like you cutting her off, this is yes okay i completely like, know what you going mean. back to the civil war uh-huh we didn't all of a sudden change the minds of everybody in this country to quote-unquote win the civil war right like the right. war on civil rights is still being fought right. today we just changed the right minds to start making laws that changed the lifestyle in that moment right not to say that those laws fixed the problems uh-huh, that uh-huh. were being fought for but they they at least like uh, took us to the next step and there are people <clears throat> but who's to say this girl isn't the next step oh i know she's not the next step but you don't know that yeah, i'm you know god I mean? so i do know that <laughs> stupid i'm her new god <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what i mean like i feel like and i always say this the people who learn the most oh my god i have the best example okay wow i have the best 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 example i'm gonna finish this thought and then give you an example <gasps> Ooh, 
I just got the chills. Um, <laughs> the people who are probably the most radically different are the ones who haven't lived the experience, right? Mm-hmm. So like being black, they probably feel like racism doesn't exist or whatever because they've never physically or like verbally or like been around an area that feels racist. Whether they have or not, maybe they're just not in tune with it, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, once they get into a situation that lets them understand, wow, okay, now I know and they're emotionally invested in it, then that's when it switches. Just like parents who are like, oh, I would never want a gay kid, never want a gay kid. But then once they have a gay son or a gay daughter, they're like, oh, I get it, you know, or mm-hmm. trans or anything where once you experience it, it's a bigger bigger you know life life lesson and that's why i venture it's like maybe you're the person to teach her that life lesson granted like i said you can't change everyone's everyone's mind and yes there are some people where you're like this is going to take way more effort and i'm not ready for this in this moment which is why i say if mentally like your mental health wise you can't take it on i get it Mm -hmm. walk away because at that point it is a problem right yeah but if you're like if you take a step back and be like it's not my journey right I'm not going to personally or emotionally invest into this person in a way that makes me upset because it is not my journey. And you come at it with a compassionate eye of being like, you know what? Like, yes, it makes me upset, but I feel like more empathetic towards her because I understand that I got blessed with the opportunity for me to look at it differently. And I just hope that she has the same experience, but I will be here to support her, even though it sometimes makes me so angry. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the kind of love we need to have in America for us to all come on the same page. And a couple things with that. And this is the example that I just got chilled for, right? My brother called me and he was like, dude, my best friend from college just called me crying. And I hope, Alan, you are okay with um, me sharing the story. But I think it's a powerful message. And I really don't think this is a bad thing to share. This is the only reason why I'm sharing it. But um, Alan, my brother, went to college in Iowa. And he's experienced a lot of racial tension in that. I don't think it's purposeful. But I think people are just, again, going off of their reality and their life experience up to the point of encountering my brother, right? Yeah. So my brother will go on golfing trips all the time. And uh, a lot of the people he goes on golfing trips that he works with, with these work meetings, they're white middle-aged men and they'll throw around the N word a lot. Mm. Um, Not calling my brother this, but because me and my brother don't look black in that thuggish way or whatever they assume a black person's supposed to look like, they feel like not threatened by my brother or if it was me, right? Because the way we speak, the way we carry ourselves. Mm -hmm. So my brother, sometimes he'll say like, oh, play that nigga nigga music Mm -hmm. or whatever. And my brother's like, skirt, right? Right. So my brother's friend in college and him were on a golf trip and i and i'm sorry if this is like the wrong story alan i'm trying to remember it correctly but uh, my brother was saying that his friend would never really stick up for him but mm. my, my brother never felt like he needed someone to stick up with for him but he took note that like okay this is clearly right. racial you right. know what i mean and um when the whole colin kaepernick thing was happening and stuff like that my brother's friend who was part of this like situation um this didn't happen in the same context but just just giving a little backstory of like racial stuff that my brother has experienced with this friend my brother's friend was talking about colin kaepernick thing and being like he's disrespecting america like all the veterans and blah blah when alan's like no he's like doing it for black people it has nothing to do with america you know whatever but if you're like saying what he's doing for race and it's un-american and then you're saying race is part of american culture right like racism Which is a whole nother side story. I know I'm kind of getting off topic, but my brother's friend, now this is what I bring it up. My brother's friend calls my brother and was like, dude, and then was like getting kind of choked up. And he started bawling to him because my friend caught someone else being racially insensitive. at Your the brother's bar. friend. My brother's friend caught someone else 
talking to another black guy, right? So my brother's friend was at the golf course, witnessed another gentleman who was a white middle-aged man mm-hmm. saying, your kind doesn't belong here. And I guess was throwing mm-hmm. around a ton of racial slurs. And my brother's friend felt so inclined to jump in because he's like, what the fuck? And for my brother's friend, who normally wouldn't speak up about stuff like that, he was like, this could have been Alan, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are here at the golf course all the time. This could have right. been Alan. He got so emotionally invested and started yelling at this guy and then called my brother to talk about it and was like breaking down in tears, like losing it because he was like, I can't believe I never stood up for you. And I am so sorry, you know, because like he saw it firsthand and he probably wouldn't have batted an, he wouldn't have batted an eye before yeah. had he not met my brother. Right. But because my brother was that piece that missing piece that he needed in order to understand this entire cosm of human decency, human compassion, human love beyond your own reality. He finally learned that lesson. And that's what I'm saying. Like when you log off and like shut people down because you disagree, you're, you're, you could be that missing link. And yes, it's more exhausting for you physically, emotionally, uh, mentally, like I get that. I a hundred percent get that. But then I beg to just say, like, think about how difficult it is for someone who experiences that on the day to day. And if you can just give a little bit more because you come from that experience, I think you can take that on. I'm not saying you should. Mm-hmm. And I and like I'm saying with you, you're doing enough, but if you could do more, why not? You know? If you mm-hmm. really take yourself out of that situation, be like, Yes, I'm upset, this is pissing me off, but then log off, but don't log her off. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. don't log that person off. Just log off and then take a second. Because once you log off, you realize, wow, I can remove myself and it isn't about me. She has to live with all those things that they're putting out. Just like my brother's friend. Just like my brother's friend's witness of the other guy, right? Like, luckily, my brother's friend got to got to see his, like, own reality flashback at him. And, like, right. I think what his upset or his, like, emotional frustration was that he probably saw himself in that guy at one point. Totally. And that's what I mean. Like a lived experience is the most learned experience because he's like, wow, as volatile as I feel right now to punch this guy in the face because he was saying he wanted to hit him. I could have been that person who someone wanted to hit. Mm -hmm. And my brother has been like so patient with him and back and forth. And luckily my brother didn't shut him off as a friend. Luckily my brother didn't log off for him and he was still able to have those conversations. But that's the problem with America is that like, yes, it is uncomfortable, but I think we can all do a little bit more to help someone else out. Cause I think all of us have been in that situation, but mm-hmm. there's that lack of power that we think we're going to lose. If one person comes up over us when really we, there's enough to go around. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if, if you can't have that conversation with her, someone like me definitely can't have that conversation with her. So why mm-hmm. not it be you? Totally. You know what I mean, well, that's why I stepped in in the first place. Yeah. And I mean, you know, going back, like we did go through this whole conversation where it stemmed from uh, when all of the riots first started, um, just after George Floyd's death, Mm -hmm. she was upset because she felt that her life was impeded on when she was kicked out of a Walmart because they were closing due to safety concerns because of protests heading her way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, could you imagine having to worry about leaving your house not being kicked out of wall you know what i mean like i was trying to like level that out and every response that i gave to her was very like like i totally understand that it comes down to safety and you know it's an it's an annoyance to have to think like is walmart safe is target safe is you know whatever i get that but could you imagine wondering if anything 
even your own home is safe based on the killings that have happened, right? I'm just trying to give her like these blatant examples. And this is like where the conversation between you and I kind of went before we started recording Mm -hmm. where I was like, where's that line of like, I feel that I personally um, have learned to check all knowledge in the sense of I always give a second guess to what I believe or what I have come to learn to possibly unlearn it, right? Mm -hmm, And that's mm -hmm. just come through like shared experiences and learned experiences. And I understand not everybody has that same background, right? But with that being said, a fully grown adult, when I'm trying to have a conversation, a civil conversation with them, allows friends to come in and be like, you're fucking racist. How dare you say this to her? And I'm and I'm thinking like, we're having a civil conversation here, mm-hmm. you know, and she's getting like defensive. And I expect a little defensiveness in any conversation where there's a disagreement. But, but to allow the conversation to end where she's like, I'm not responding to you anymore. And then other people jump in and attack me and my character. And she responds to them to like, like it or heart it or agree with them. I'm like, you're so far removed from not only the conversation, but from a reality and an experience that is anything but your own. I don't feel like I can personally attest to your personal change any further. And that's what I mean. Like there's a threshold with people. A hundred percent. And I understand that. And I validate that because I've been in situations where I'm like, Oh, this is going nowhere. And at Uh this point, no matter what I say, all they're doing is listening to respond. They're not listening to understand. Right. Right. Where they're just waiting for you to say something and they already have like things to say back and nothing's processing. And I can understand why that would be a frustrating, frustrating situation to be in. But I bet you, if you were to come back and have that conversation again, in a different approach, in a different way, mm-hmm. it would have a different outcome. It could have the exact Maybe. same outcome, but do you know what I mean? Like for you to yeah. log off in that moment and never have that conversation again, at mm-hmm. that point she leaves thinking, I won what I said in entire everything. And because people are validating my experience is right. Yeah. And unfortunately <laughs> with that, she's surrounding herself with people who do that for her, mm-hmm. just like you would be doing in the opposite way. The only difference is what you think is right, just like what she thinks is right. Do right. you know what I mean? So let me give you a more radical um, example of somebody who I unfriended. There's a person... And wait, before you continue, yeah. I'm not saying this in the sense no, that my, my way is right, but I'm just saying this for the listeners yeah. because I'm not saying I have all the answers. I'm not saying what I'm saying is true too, but again, this is just my viewpoint. Totally. Continue. So a more radical example of somebody that I finally unfriended on Facebook, he, again, after George Floyd's death posted an article of George Floyd's criminal background and actually made a statement that surprised me just a little bit where, cause he's very like pro gun, far right conservative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He made a comment where he was like, his killing was still not justified, but what a fucking piece of trash human being or gar- whatever he said, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like paraphrasing. And in that moment, all I could think was like, again, you are a person who like on my day to day life, Right. Like if I'm looking at my circle of friends, I think would I include this person in like meeting the people who I've surrounded myself with and as open minded and as expressive and as patient as I feel like the people in my life are, I don't feel like this person would be open to a productive conversation with any of those people in the sense that like you are you are looking at the loss of a human life and defining it in a way that is politically motivated Mm -hmm. because you are so inherent in your beliefs as not a politician, but like 
an in, individual yeah a, like as a, an individual a, that you're taking away the, human, the very definition and human decency in somebody else mm-hmm. to justify mm-hmm. them not being around anymore mm-hmm. and in that i just think to myself like i don't even want to begin a conversation with you personally i don't because i already feel like we're starting from <clears throat> two points that will never find a middle ground that's not true I think so. That's not true. Here's the thing, Shane. It's like, if anyone is to have that conversation, it should be someone like you who is aware of their own emotion, who's who's aware of another way of thinking, who can understand that whether I agree it's right or wrong, I understand why you got to that conclusion, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think we can understand from our own experience why we're gay, even if someone disagree with what we believe in as being gay and this and that. We can still respect them and be like, I see what you're saying because your entire life has led you to this point to tell me that you think what I'm doing is wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But if you had a different experience somewhere along the line, it could be as small as a P that changed your mindset, you can understand that it's okay. Just like how we used to have internalized homophobia, right? About mm-hmm. being gay and didn't want to seem too gay, didn't want to seem too feminine. But then there was people in our lives to teach us a lesson that it's okay to be ourselves and be more feminine if that's the kind of quality we want to exhibit and all that. Mm-hmm. Be like wear short shorts, whatever. If we didn't get those gifts, we probably would be just like them, all stuck in their own head. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I feel like, again, I, I get the frustration, but you are the person to make that change because that's like your frustration. Like I even said during the Black Lives Matter episode, it's like it goes internal, right? It has nothing to do with the person that you're talking to as much as it does with you, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're not receiving the message that you think is important, that doesn't mean shut them out. That means change your approach mm-hmm. because. Clearly, there's a lesson to be learned, and maybe you can be that lesson, but maybe you can at least pose the questions for them to find their own answers without you having to be the answer. But regardless, there's always a way to make that happen. And like, yes, he might say like, that person did all these, like George Floyd had this criminal record, yet that still doesn't deserve a life. But then he's viewing that person as a piece of shit still. I'm like, dude, have you lived your life untouched, unscathed by anything criminal or like sinful or anything? Have you Mm -hmm. always done everything correct? No, right? So it's like, I don't know what what dialogue, what messages, what words you need to choose to have this person understand that. But I think it's worth at least attempting to. Because if you're really going to fight this fight for what you're trying to do, you really have to be open to having those conversations. But I think that's where my mindset goes back to change the right of change the minds of the right people, not all people. But who's to say that's a wrong person? Maybe that's the right person that needs their mind changed. I don't know. Because it's not about right or wrong. Because realistically, what is us to say what we're thinking is right? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, in this moment, I think it is the right decision. Well, because I'm not justifying killing anybody. 100%. But, like, down the line, just like how we thought of pop culture 10 years ago to now, right? Where we, back then, on Friends, they were making fun of Monica for her weight issues. And that was, like, the punchline of most of the joke in that show. But now when you watch Friends, you're like, well, that was problematic. And it's the same thing. It's like, from the experience that we had in that moment and our reality, that was okay. Now it's not. Just like before, killing black people because they were black and cops didn't walk away getting any sentence or anything was okay. Now it's not. We learn from our experiences. And sometimes lessons do take longer. But just like you, I venture that you probably have more similarities to that guy than differences because you disagree with what he's saying just as volatilely as he does. And you guys are both just as willing to shut each other off. And that doesn't create any sense of community or any sense of growth, especially Mm -hmm. when you're not willing to grow. Mm -hmm. And how do you expect him to grow if you're not even trying to have that conversation? And yes, like 
maybe, and I agree with you, like he probably does speak bogus and that's my own viewpoint as well. But I'm yeah. not here to judge if what he's saying is bogus because for him, that is his reality and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Whether I agree that he should or shouldn't think that way does not matter, you know? Yeah. Um, And that's the hard part is that like, he's still going to exist whether you agree with him or not. So why totally. not try to help him exist in a way that feels better? or okay and do everything you can for him because it's that idea of agape love right like unconditional everyone's always like we should love each other but for you to show him love is to be like ah you're doing you're hurting me so much in this moment but i love you so much that i'm willing to spend this time sacrifice my own frustration sacrifice my own mental health sacrifice my own being to help you understand what it's like Mm -hmm. and i think that's a bigger message granted to whatever degree you want to sacrifice that is completely up to you and i understand some people can take on more than others but i think it's our job to love a little bit more and i think that's the way to start Mm -hmm. because if my brother for that incident didn't want to have that conversation because my brother's friend made him uncomfortable for being black i don't think my brother's friend would have had that realization years later and they became friends in college back in 2004 seven 2008 mm-hmm. 2009 and now we're in 2020 that's years later decades later and he finally yeah. is learning the messages that my brother probably had with him back then but if my brother left him in that moment where would that have put him and now we have an ally in our side on our side willing to fight for us getting upset willing to punch someone not granted i'm saying you should you know yeah. i'm not saying he should have punched him but at least there's that emotional connection to where now he gets it but instead of using his fist, he can use his words, just like we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But if my brother left that behind, or you logged off, or anybody started unfriending whoever, unfollowing whatever, those conversations can't be had. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like I'm saying again and again, mental health, if it is not doing you well mentally yeah. and emotionally, I get it. We can only take so much. But I bet you if we just hang on just one more, we can do more. You know, it's almost like at the gym physically working out and you're like should i do one more bicep curl no i'm too tired you're like i could do one more right and Mm -hmm. now after a while you keep doing one more and you're good at physically being fit right right it's the same thing with our mind we can do one more ask one more question take on one more life experience and yes it might be exhausting at first but after time once you're used to it it's it comes second nature and you are unconsciously competent that you're being a better person Mm -hmm. but again like that's not easy it's practice but just as much as you're willing for them to like go down with the shipping, like you're not growing. We really got to look at ourselves and be like, well, where am I growing? Cause maybe I can take this conversation on. Do I want to fuck? No, yeah. but could I? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like the same conversation. Well, wh- did you want to add to that? No. <laughs> it's like the same conversation that I had with my friends. Um, like literally two days ago, I was in the car with two friends. They were both white and they brought up the N-word and they said that it's not fair that black people can say the N-word and white people can't. Not- okay, let me stop you because I know you know this story so you won't forget it. In So like in just hearing that, yeah. all I can think in my mind, and, and I know kind of where you're going to go with this response, but in my mind, just on that point alone or in that question alone, what conversation has not been held publicly in the past month that will change their mind. What what has not been brought to the forefront in all of the the media coverage and you know personal conversations or online conversations that have been had that will change their mind on why that's so fucked up to think that way. Like I struggle in that because I'm like and maybe this is my experience as a gay man where it's taught me to empathize with other people 
whether I can relate or not, but just to empathize with them. But like, I know as a white man why it's not okay for me to use that word, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I see that somebody says, please don't do that. And I go, great, I won't. Like, I don't know why that's so difficult. Why why it imposes on their lives so much that they get defensive on why they can't use the fucking word. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I struggle internally and I get really heated about it. Because I'm like, it's just, why is it a part of your vocabulary in the first place? You have no connection to that word whatsoever. Like, none. That word doesn't relate to you or your past, or your identity. So don't use it. Somebody's mm-hmm. asking you not to use it, or telling you not to use it. And with everything that's been happening, how is this conversation still being had? I just say, because you got gifted from the universe to learn that lesson and be that lesson. That's the only difference. They haven't used that. They haven't gotten a gift. Hopefully this conversation that I had with them might be that gift that they needed to hear. And maybe I articulated myself in a way that made sense for them, which I believe did happen. Mm-hmm. But again... You know, like I said with my brother, like we are digestible black men in America mm-hmm. because we're not that thuggish, whatever President Trump stereotype is throwing out there. Granted, I think I'm a black individual. How are the black people I see in my life are strong, independent, well-spoken, educated. But in America, that's not the context that you would naturally give a black person. Right. Mm-hmm. So with that said, these two women who I spoke with probably felt comfortable enough because I was a non-threatening black person. So maybe I was that gift from the universe for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And luckily you got to experience that, not bumping my own head up being like, I'm a gift, but I'm just saying in a general term, when I say gifts from the universe, maybe this experience was made for them to have us in a car because I wasn't supposed to be in that car. But then I was like, yeah, let's get together. I want to get lunch. And then that catalyst happened for me to be in that car for us to have this conversation, for us to have this discussion. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe that's why I was there. Mm -hmm. But again, that could be that that psychic talking, (laughs) manifesting some bullshit. So you can finish the story because I cut you off. No, you're fine. So Um, you were in the car. They brought up why it's okay for black people to use the N-word with one another, but they can't use it. Correct. Yeah. And I think that was part of the reason why there's a lot of frustration with the whole Black Lives Matter movement in essence, where it's like, you can be a part of us, but you can't be a part of us. Mm-hmm. You want to be down for us, but you can't be down for us. Black Lives Matter, what about all lives? And all these like little triggering conversations started happening, right? And what I could have done would have been like, you know what, I don't want to have this conversation and shut down, but I'm like, bitch, I don't want to have this conversation, but because I care enough about you in this moment and I don't want you to have this conversation with someone who might not be as gentle, And like it actually become a negative thing where they walk away feeling empowered that they think the way they do because they're like, oh, this black person tried to yell at me. This is why I don't fuck with black people or whatever the case is. I was like, let's have the conversation. And so I asked them, like, why is that the case? You know, and they're like, well, if black people don't want people to say it, why say it? Like, that just makes no sense. And I was like, "Okay." And they're like, because realistically, that's reverse racism when people are like, oh, Karen or blah, blah, blah. Like, I've been discriminated against for being white. Like, you know, the Valley Girl or whatever. And I was like, okay, let's, 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 let's dial it back. I was like, this is going to sound crazy, but as a white person or as a black person, black people can't be racist. And I get it. I'm saying, and, and they're like, oh, 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 you know, trying to like yeah, cut me yeah. off. And I was like, no, I hear you. Just, I heard you. Let me just speak. And I'm, I was like, I'm not saying that to devaluate or devalidate your experience. Yes, I completely get if you say you call me the N-word and I call you a Karen, which is racially driven on the opposite end. Mm-hmm. I understand why that feels the same. A hundred percent. I was like, I would feel just as irritated, just as annoyed if I was on the receiving end of that too. But the difference is racism is a systemic thing. So over the years, nigga, you know, I'm going to say it because I'm black, um, but I can because <laughs> it's my podcast. But why can't you say it? <laughs> um <laughs> 
that word has such a loaded history where people have been killed right. for being called that, you know, completely ostracized and just like destroyed as a whole community because of that word. Me calling you Karen does nothing to you other than being like, ew, that's annoying. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not taking any rights away from you. I'm not, um, you're not being killed in the street for being Karen. You're not getting put in jail. You're not being incarcerated. You're not like getting blamed for being a Karen. Granted, I get it, right? Like the Karen has that connotation of someone saying, oh, that's ghetto or that's black. Right. I get it. I'm not saying that the the similarity isn't there, but the weight of it is different. different. And this is why it can't be racist is because Racism is the systemic oppression of minorities, right? Because of their race. You're never going to be the minority in America as of right now or mm-hmm. history itself. So you'll never experience that. And yes, I get it. You're frustrated with being called Karen or being basic or whatever. But you you can't say that. It's the same because it's not the same. Right. Like One is not- a racial prejudice the other is racist racist yes a very but regardless i told them at the end of that conversation i was like but i get why that's why i'm not i'm not calling you guys basic or karen because i understand that difference right like i am going to practice what i preach in that sense right but i'm also like black people use that word as a as a uh uh to propel themselves into like yeah let's reclaim it you know just like we would say faggot or whatever and i was like okay let me put this in context of you i was like for instance the word bitch I was like, if you were to call each other a bitch and be like, what up, bitch? No, you wouldn't even bat an eye. You're like reclaiming like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch, a boss bitch, mm-hmm. that bitch, you know? But yeah. if someone was like, if a guy, a straight man was like, what up, bitch? Or, Ugh. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or you that bitch or you stupid bitch or okay, boss bitch. Like that alone is like weird. And she's in one of the girls. I don't remember which one. She was like, oh my God, totally. Because we were watching a movie or a TV show and the dad was like, oh, that stupid bitch. And he was, and she was like, oh my God, that made me feel so uncomfortable coming from my dad calling another woman a stupid bitch. And I was like, exactly. But if you were to say stupid bitch to this woman, the, 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 it's an evil playing, even playing ground. So it's yeah. like, there's no uh, position of power, just like racism from a white person calling a black person nigga. There's a dis- disposition of power, which is why it feels a little more aggressive, not feels, but it is more aggressive. And I was like, for even a gay guy like myself to call you a stupid bitch. We are more alike because I have feminine qualities, which makes it okay. And these are unspoken rules, right? That you just assume like, oh, he's non-threatening. Oh, it's not a big deal. But then once someone of more power calls you a derogatory term, derogatory, right? Yeah, derogatory term that puts you down because there's that history behind it, being a stupid bitch or a dumb bitch or whatever, you feel the weight of that. Right. And they're like, oh, you're right. And I was like, yeah. And so just because you don't know what it's like to be black, there's been plenty of situations I can draw from being a woman or being younger as a millennial or whatever the case you want to say that you can put yourself in these situations and be like, I get it. But again, I don't think anyone in their life has explained it in a way that makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, but I don't get it because like, Being a black person, you have the same job as we do. You know, you have the same education. You have the same thing. We're both flight attendants or whatever the case is. And I'm like, right. But the difference is you going to work, your race or ethnicity never has to be in a conversation, right? Right. Like if you are with, if you are one of six white people, do you ever talk about being white? No, there's like a mutual understanding that like it's Mm -hmm. unspoken that you just kind of fit in i was like but the thing is because they were bringing up other flight attendants who like uh had problems with like race and they're like talking about black lives matter and they were getting a little bit upset because the the black flight attendants were speaking about it with aggression Mm. and they're like we've been supportive like i don't think i treat you any differently and i was like 
I don't think you realize you do treat me differently. But again, because you don't know is why it's the problem, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, what do you mean? And they're like, you think it's different when we hang out? I was like, absolutely. And they're like, really? I was like, yes. I was like, when I go over to your house and where you live, it, there is a ton of white people. I don't think that it's a bad thing, but I just know I'm walking into a different atmosphere. And they're like, okay, Brian, come on. I was like, no, let me pause here. I was like, if I had you come over and every one of us was black and you were the only white person, would you not recognize that? And they're like, well, yeah. And I was like, exactly. Not a single person pointed out you're the only white girl. Not anyone was like, who brought this white bitch? White people can't belong here. But as we converse as black individuals, you are going to feel ostracized and outcasted just because you don't speak the same language. You don't come from the same experience. But again, not a single person singled you out. Out. So I was like, that would feel exhausting, right? And she's like, oh, I guess it would. And I was like, yeah, that's what it feels like being black in a white space. So I was like, when she comes to work, no one's saying she's bad. No one's saying, oh, you're black or da da da. But I'm like, the little things that people do where they're like, oh, where'd you come from? Or like, like, even like, oh, where'd you come from? They're like, oh, Michigan. Yeah, but like, where'd you really come from? Mm-hmm. You know, like, especially with Asians. Like, where's your mom from? I'm like, oh, she's from America. No, but like, really, really, where's right. your... You know, like, little things like that. Like, you never have to question that. Like, if someone's like, oh, where are you from? They're like, Michigan. You're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be like, no, really. Where where are you from? They wouldn't be like, oh, well, I'm German and Irish. Right. It's just like, whatever. And those little things, like set the tone of like her frustration. I'm like, so I get why she's upset for being black in this culture, because if you have to experience that every single day, you would recognize that. And I was like, as a gay man, if I was around a ton of straight men who were talking about sports and stuff, I would know that I'm different. They're not saying you faggot, get the hell out of here. You gay boy, suck my dick, whatever. But like, I would understand. I feel a little bit uncomfortable. And I said the same example with Brandon, when we went to um, beach volleyball. Mm. I was like, I'm sure he felt uncomfortable being around all of us because all of us there were gay. He was the only straight guy. We played music. Instantly when we started playing music, all of us were jumping up dancing and everyone was looking at us. Not judgment, but they were like, oh, what's going on? Because there's movement and yeah. music. And I'm like, I wonder if he feels uncomfortable being the only straight guy because he doesn't want people to think like, oh, I'm gay or whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, we didn't have this discussion, but I'm like, I would imagine he would be aware of him yeah. being the only straight guy. And I was like, just like you would, and I related this back to their age, I was like, if, if us in this car were to work together, it would be a different mutually understood experience in the way we would speak compared to if we were in a car full of people that were like our parents' age, right? Mm-hmm. Like 50 plus. When you're working with people on the plane who are 50 plus, you're not sitting there being like, bitch, suck my dick. Oh, right. girl, you know, or be like, oh, what? Refrigerator, Ugh. you know, because there's a mutual <laughs> understanding with like TikTok or whatever that we have that code like... Code switching. Code switching, yes. Yeah. Like, you would probably be a little bit more professional. Granted, you probably wouldn't like... I think if you were to ask, act yourself and be like, oh, white refrigerator, they'd be like, I don't get what she's saying, but whatever. Yeah. It's not a big deal, but you would know there's a difference there. And they're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. true too. And I was yeah. like, so you understand what it's like, but you want to put a butt there when it comes to black lives because you don't know that connection. But I'm like, right. but it's your job to understand that connection. I think the issue I take is when it becomes not you don't know that experience, you don't care to know that experience or try to care right. or like try to empathize with it. It's almost like the reverse. Um, uh, I almost said acapella. It's almost like the the reverse improv actor where like they say in in improvising, uh, you know, when you're acting, it's always yes and yeah. you always yes and something to like build onto the story. It's almost like this argument has become like a yes, but right. where it's like, there's always a rebuttal. And I think that's where my frustration comes from is having conversations with a handful of these people. It's, it's almost like this implied yes, but response mm-hmm. where like you can throw 
every factual, political, shared experience argument at them. And there's always a but that turns the conversation back to them in their experience. Right. And that I think is like, uh, it kind of brings up my question for you of, is there a line for you where cutting somebody out is acceptable? I mean, I will use this as an example, right? Like uh, this exact example, I'll use as an example. Because as I was having the discussion with him, um, and I kept shutting the butts down, right? Where mm-hmm. I was like, yes, but. And I'm like, I get what you're saying. I completely see why that's valid in your head. But let me go one step further and explain it. And they almost felt bad for being themselves. And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh my God, have you ever felt like ostracized or different? And like hanging out with me or have I made you feel that way? And I'm like... Yes, you have, but I don't think that it was deliberate. I think right. it was just from your life experience. Luckily, I have the wherewithal to understand that, so it's not a big deal to me, and I get how to like go within each realm. But I, I was like, I don't think that people always will feel that way, so you might run into those situations, just right. like how you probably feel frustrated with this black flight attendant who is voicing her opinion, and you almost feel like you've, you're meeting it with anger rather than understanding. But with me, I'm like, maybe this is the conversation we needed to have in order for you to kind of think outside of your realm. Right. And luckily for me, like, I feel like I can take on a lot and have these conversations totally. because I feel like I have a good understanding that it is not my journey. And I think that comes from being with my mom, right? Mm. Where she'll, she'll like call me disgusting and all this stuff for being gay but I know that that is not my view of myself, nor is it my journey to take on all of that. And I'm like, she's fighting herself because I think she kind of sees where her mind is and her mishaps, but she doesn't know how to articulate her frustration or get past it. Right. And she hasn't learned the lesson to like understand. And so being at a younger age, learning that personally, I think it's given me the gift of compassion to be like, well, yeah. I would be just as frustrated if I didn't understand something. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see. It's like, it's not that they know. They just don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And I see it as like, I'm always willing to have that conversation. Will it go anywhere? That's not my decision to make, but I'm willing to have the conversation. And again, the difference is just like how we say with people who are white, like they can fight for us, but they can always walk away being white again. So it's like, mm-hmm. they don't carry the burden. That's how I feel when I have these conversations where yes, I carry the burden. Cause sometimes the, 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 uh, the content is about me as a person, whether it's a gay discussion or a black discussion or an Asian discussion or a minority discussion. Yes, it's about me. But when I walk away from that discussion, it isn't about me. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, it isn't about me. It's about them. They have to carry that burden with all the anger that they are experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does put me down as a person or puts like my rights down as a person and we're not equal. So yes, it does affect me, but it doesn't affect me in the sense that how I see myself, the values that I possess, right? Like, yes, I can acknowledge that it's harder for me to be a black, gay, Asian individual, but I also understand that those differences don't define me. Um, And I know that sounds so silly, but it doesn't. And I'm like, I can walk away still knowing that my morals are high, my standards are high, and my self-efficacy is high. And I don't have to take on what they're saying. And I think that's the problem is that when someone's like, you're racist, people are like, I don't see myself that way. So let me just, I know I'm not, but be like, well, why do you say I'm racist? Mm -hmm. Because maybe I did say something that was racially driven. And maybe I delivered it in a way that was a misunderstanding rather than actual racism. Mm. And whether you double down or not, that's up to you, but like at least having that discussion is well worth having. Yeah. Um, so that threshold, I don't know. For me, it's really high, but for other people, I can understand why it's not because that is a very, very, very exhausting conversation. Mm-hmm. And just like the Kona catastrophe episode, when I was like talking to that flight attendant for three hours about how race and this, and she was telling me how she was a teacher, I walked away so frustrated and I wanted to cry. But then I had to remind myself, it's not about Brian. 
It's not about Brian, right. you know? And I think that tears wanted to come from, like, a compassionate place of being like, damn, I wish people weren't like this, you know? But in reality, it is. And it's okay. It is okay. And I think I, lo- I learned a lot more about myself in that situation because I was like, now I know how to have this conversation without feeling so, like, X, Y, and Z. And because I put myself in those situations, it does get easier. But again, what I'm saying doesn't ring true for everyone either. Like, you might not be able to have those conversations, and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Like, that is okay. Yeah. But the yes, but thing is like completely true because in the same breath, someone was like, (laughs) I get like Black Lives Matter. Like I support that, obviously. And I support like LGBT rights. But and this is coming from a black straight Mm -hmm. individual. They're like, but I don't understand why we have to link arms and say it's the same cause. And I'm like, (laughs) wow, you're missing the point. Yeah. Well, it's like what we were listening to on The Read last night. Yes. Where they were like, the black community cannot fight for black rights if you're not fighting, if you're not also fighting for black trans Uh rights. Like, that is the same community. You're ousting or othering somebody, but it's the same community and you can't fight for one and not the other, which I think is, is sort of that mentality that I've developed over the years where I'm like, I will never have a black experience or an Asian experience or trans experience but i can i can empathize or i can understand through a gay experience and say we're fighting the same cause and that we're fighting for equality mm-hmm. right like it's different types of equality but it's equality nonetheless it's the same qua- cause we're just speaking a different language totally you know yeah it's like someone who's talking about love who is german to someone talking about love who's american who's someone talking about love who is japanese who's someone talking about love who is like Nicaraguan, they're going to express it in their own dialect, but we're talking about the same fucking thing. It's the same thing with equality. Like, the equality is there, but we speak it through gay rights. We Mm -hmm. speak it through black rights. We speak it through trans rights. We speak it through any minority rights. We speak it through DACA, you know, like uh, immigration. Whatever the case is, it's all the fucking same. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's like, I I don't understand because it's like the same thing that a black person's arguing about black rights. They're going to like turn around and be like, well, gays don't get that. Yeah. Okay, well, then you could say the same thing about white people and blacks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just on a smaller scale or not even a smaller scale, just a different scale. And yeah, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. (laughs) I know. But yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's weird. It is weird. And again, like, what I'm saying is, like, it shouldn't be our burden to care. Mm -hmm. But because we are who we are, we should care. And because we are... Totally privileged in the way that we are right like understanding me and you both Shane and this goes to you and I'm saying this to you directly like because you can articulate your emotions because you can reframe your emotions and like re um revise your message to make sure it makes sense for someone else you know about ethos logos pathos and all those communication styles maybe this is your journey to be more patient and be like hey this is frustrating me, but let me explain why. Let's let I, I'm here to understand, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what what people forget is that when we are doing conflict resolution, we have to um, deliver the message that I'm willing and able to engage in this conversation. But I don't think we're doing that because we we might say we're willing to, but we're not able to, or we're saying we're able to, but we're not willing to. And right. I think that those two categories should be hand in hand. I'm willing and able to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. 
And again, if the situation arises where you're not willing and able in this moment, know that it's just a moment, but I'm willing to revisit this once I get my thoughts together or once I get my emotions in check or once I feel a little bit ready to have this conversation, which I think is completely fair to say, but to shut it off completely, you're doing just as much damage as what you feel like that person's doing. Mm. You know what I mean with that? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. But I get it. Completely frustrating. Mm-hmm. I like, fuck them all. I was listening to your episode because uh-huh. I don't listen back to all the episodes. So I don't like to hear myself sometimes. You're a fake fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when I was listening to your episode, I was like, damn, I forget how much I let this off. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it. I produced it. <laughs> it's funny that I like wrote all those things because people are like, wait, where did you get your transitions? They fit like perfectly. And I was like, bitch, I made them. They're like, shut up. And I was like, no, for real. Like those obviously... It's not my voice, but I was like, I wrote the lyrics. I like put the beats together. Yeah, it was my voice. <laughs> okay, give us a live rendition, acapella. I just did. Again. Simply put the whole si- in no. season. I want the whole song. The, I, no, I'm. You don't even know the lyrics. You're not bitch. even paying me, bitch. <laughs> bitch, do I get paid? No, but you should just do it. But like, I'm an artist. <laughs> bitch i'm you're a like, singer exactly you're like you're not paying me i'm like nigga i didn't get paid to make that far i wear podcasts exploiting black work okay put it back to black businesses. i'm supporting black artists <laughs> how by ripping our music collaborating with you <laughs> oh my god thank you so much <laughs> stupid ass bitch i feel like we keep talking about race every episode but bitch it's part of my identity it's part well, it's of a big identity. conversation though it is um, There's so many facets to it. There is. Um, and I don't give a fuck. Listen to us talk about race. Ho, maybe this is your frustration you need to get out. If you're trying mm. to turn us off, maybe this is, a night, this is an opportunity for you to actually sit here and listen. And you need to get a gift. Mm. We're the gift. <laughs> that keeps on giving. <laughs> Unwillingly. <laughs> We're the herpes of your life. Yep. Even if you don't want this gift, here we are. Okay. Um, what do you have for us this week? Um, so... I'm just going on this because I was craving it today, but it's been a craving that I've had a lot recently. Cinnamon. Mm. I keep craving cinnamon Mm -hmm. and it's a very like fall flavor, I feel. But like Phil's has that um, ginger snap. snap, And I love it. We had cinnamon rolls when I was in Orlando. Mm. Um, There was something else cinnamon that I had, but I just like, oh, my sweet potatoes I've been cooking. I always dash some cinnamon on there. It's so good. I feel like that is so um, un-summer. I know. That's what I'm saying. But like, I'm still craving it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just this like garnish that always sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought I had one in season, but I actually have three. Great. (laughs) I have so many in season. Should I spread these out? Like save them? That's what I was thinking, but no, you know me, I'm always into new things every week. So this is my, my in season for the week. Um, Oh, weird. What? I just got a bunch of messages that people are already bored. So. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) I'm all listening for real like what <laughs> bitch y'all ain't bored I'm an influence okay bored in the house and I'm in the house bored I'm a motherfucking influencer so let me influence you on some of these purchases okay in season number one 
now that face masks are like an official, official thing, like I feel like they're not going away. No. I kind of like half invested in one. Granted, I'm not saying I didn't invest in it in the sense that I wear it. I wear it all the time. But before I was like, well, I'll just wear a bandana or, you I know, know, a face Same. covering. Yeah. But I'm like, well, let me actually invest in some masks because I don't feel like this is going away anytime mm-hmm. soon. And I was like, let me actually like look at what's there. So I've been like mask shopping and like fucking corporate America's got their shit on lock because they are coming out with masks left and right where they're like, I see a market. Let me make it. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So I've been really like into like shopping for masks. Um, but like masks for masks. <laughs> I'm kind of like behind on the loot because I really was trying to make these disposable ones work mm-hmm. for the longest time. Same. And now like when I'm trying to find masks that look cute or like fit my face, I can't find shit. So I, I got to be a little bit resourceful, but I'm excited to try to like make masks anyways. That's to say, I've been wearing masks. Y'all so don't come for me. It's just now I'm wearing masks that are a little more um, trendy, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Two, um, just because I had one today, I've been obviously drinking a lot of boba, but I ditched mm-hmm. the boba and started getting lychee jelly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm obsessed with lychee jelly. Mm-hmm. I love the te- the texture and the consistency. I don't know what it's made out of. I'd rather not know because I bet you it's something that is like completely bad for your health. But Probably. The more you don't know, the more you'll That drink. reminds me of, like, the casing of sausage, mm. where it's, like, what it happens like, to it in your body? Yeah. Yeah. It like, has, like, a pop to it, too. Yeah. Um, and then three, this is what my actual in-season was. Um, this onion crunch oil <laughs> <laughs> from Trader Joe's, y'all. I don't know what the fuck it is, uh-huh. but it's, like... It's pretty natural because you look at the ingredients list and every single ingredient, you know, you know exactly what it is. Like the first thing is like olive oil. Then there's uh-huh. like dried garlic, dried onions. Um, I think uh, chili, red chili flakes, cayenne pepper. Is it super spicy? No, not at all. But it's, it, like, it's I, like a savory. I ask because when I was in Trader Joe's, I saw it. Uh-huh. And if I didn't ask you that question, I would assume it was super spicy. It's more. It almost looks like the pepper that you get for pizza. It is. Crushed red pepper, yeah. Great. So it's but spicy. It, it's not spicy. I'm just I'm it's just not. Kidding. There's crushed red pepper in there, but the ratio to what the rest of the right, ingredients right. is not. Um, I feel like you would get this like in realistically like an Italian restaurant, mm. kind of like to dip bread in or whatever. Right. But I've been making avocado toast on a French baguette with like little. What'd you call me? French baguette <laughs> <laughs> with um this oil on top, bitch. And then I also saw. Or not saw, but this would be good too. If you make edamame and then pour this oil in it and mix it in, you would have a spicy garlic, like onion crunch edamame. But try it, y'all. I guarantee you will love it. If those are the flavor profiles you like. It's it's not sweet. It's like more salty and definitely savory. But putting on eggs and shit, like bitch, next level. Honestly, so good. And it's like if you don't like cooking and it's like a one-stop shop kind of thing, this is a really good way to like bump up any flavor like even chicken without having to like put that much effort into it so amazing i think this was the first time both of our in seasons were seasonings (laughs) in seasoning Mm. (laughs) well you guys that's pretty much wraps up this episode as always thank you so much for listening the best gift you can give us is if you like this episode or any previous episode on fruit snacks pod to just go ahead and write review rate share listen follow subscribe subscribe, send nudes send nudes oh my god could you please (laughs) i would love if you send us nudes honestly Girl, boy, whatever, I don't care. Send us nudes. Save lives, send <gasps> nudes. I love that. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Okay. Um, if you want to, you can send it to us on Instagram at Fruit Snacks Pod. And you can like even like email it to us at Fruit Snacks Pod at gmail.com. But like send it to us on Instagram because you can do like one of those like Snapchat type like Yeah, things. just hashtag 
nudie booty Judy so that we know that it's like a, a nudie. Or don't and like it's a surprise. Yeah. But well, like you should though, because we need to know to screen record it so that the other can <laughs> no, see it. No, don't. Here's the thing: if we okay, not screen record, but we can open it together. Yeah, yeah. This is what I was gonna say to you, not the listeners, so you guys can listen. But oh. this is a real conversation between me and Shane. If you get a notification, because we both obviously have access to the account. If you get a notification that, a that is a view photo, you better not fucking open it okay. until we're together. Okay. Because we're not gonna screen record it. Right. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> no, we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't. all right well i guess on that note we'll catch you guys next week bye bye